check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Welcome to Red Storm Chasers. I'm Vincent here with Tim and Nick. On this episode, we're going to look back at the win against Sacred Heart and the loss to Boston College before looking ahead to the Fordham matchup in the Holiday Festival at the Garden. Guys, uh, a little up and down week, right? Win and a loss, but how's everything else? My week was pretty good. Um, you know, it started off well against Sacred Heart. We beat them pretty definitively. And then uh, the BC loss was not nearly as good. But what was a little bit better for me, at least, was I avoided what we call the toilet bowl in our fantasy football league. So I was a little happy about that. Damn, Nick, really bringing in, bringing in salt to the wound for Tim, who unfortunately did make the toilet bowl in our fantasy football league. For the second year in a row. Tim, how was yeah. your week besides making the toilet bowl? Well, I mean, I won the week. It was just, unfortunately, it was a four-way tie for four people being five and nine, so it's just kind of BS. Like, toilet bowl is usually, like, two teams that are definitively bad. That's fair. Hey, it happens. I, I do agree. This, our league was pretty uh, evenly split this year, but yeah. uh, it's rough. Someone's got to be there. So yeah. got to hope for a win, Tim, otherwise... We got to hear some nice stand-up comedy from our own Tim Taylor. I'll, I'll just redo the one I did last year. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Considering we'll all be there you again. New material. You got to bring something new. Otherwise, we'll just we'll, we'll throw things at you. That was never in the script. <laughs> well, get ready because uh, throwing things at you was also not in the script, or at least not know. planned. I'll bring them out. I'll be a uh, knockoff Gallagher. There you go. <laughs> well, that's something at least. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the Sacred Heart game a little bit. It was a good win, thirty-five point victory, eighty-five to fifty. That's, you know, more of these wins, and we got no problem. Yeah. Uh, 51 rebounds to their 27. Uh, that's exactly what we're looking for. We First in the nation, still currently, uh, per game offensive rebounds, we are St. John's, 18.2 per game. You know, but obviously it's Sacred Heart, so, right, you expect to win a rebound battle. But that number is still pretty big. I mean, a 51 to 27 split on rebounds is a huge margin. I mean, we almost out rebound them just with our offensive rebounds. <laughs> that's a very, very good point. 27 to 22. We, I mean, came, we came close. Yeah. Uh, but, but for the time, you know, but for not taking our foot off the gas, I should say, at the end, we probably would have. Uh, 11 of 16 from the free throw line, not a great number. 68%. We got to get that number up. Uh, we did shoot 41% from three, though. 12 of 29, that's the kind of three-point shooting performance this team is kind of expected to have, to be completely honest. We hope to shoot that well in most games. Uh, obviously, a very high percentage there. Seems like this. the plan for this year is to live and die by the three, so hopefully if we keep getting 40-some-odd uh, percent every game, we'll be, we'll be in pretty good shape. Yeah, we, we have been living and die by the three a bit, which you don't love to see. Hopefully that changes and it becomes just kind of a, you know, a way to balance or benefit our offense well i mean it is rick patino he's the guy who re- he figured out how to utilize the three-point shot the best and also how to defend it the best so we just need to have both those running at the same time yeah we need to work on the defense a little bit more not in this game in this game we were fine. in this game we were fine we'll get to our defensive issues in a little bit uh just some you know points of note i guess you would say soriano 18 points as per usual for him he hit another three-pointer Always good to see Joel hit a three-pointer. I love that. He, I love that his three is the one dead center, and he goes that one every time. I know. In the Boston College game, he did the one yep. on the on the wing, and then he missed it. He missed and he it. And can't do it anymore. He's got to go right up the middle. It is. It's his dead dead on though. He's deadly. If oh, you just yeah. get him straight on, he can keep going. Yeah. Uh, Dingle also had 17 points. A good night for him. Uh, Jenkins had 13. A little bit of a. I've, I talked about this once before, and we'll get into this certainly more in the next game, but. Uh, 
this was a good game for us off the bench. Six scorers off the bench. We had guys, a lot of guys getting in. Now, obviously, again, we were up by a lot. You get a lot of guys in the rotation. A lot of guys have opportunities to score that they don't normally have. Right. Good to see six people scoring off the bench. For Sacred Heart, Nico Gallette had 13 points. He led the way for them with seven rebounds, five assists as well. So this game couldn't have gone any better, right? This is the game we expected to have or expect to have against teams like Sacred Heart. Uh, this is the games where in the past you hold your breath, right, and hope hope that we don't throw a clunker. Uh, fortunately, it seems like at least for now the, that error is kind of over. Uh, yes, for I the moment. Well, we haven't we haven't had that loss this year, right? Holy Cross, Stony Brook, uh, we got Sacred Heart. You know, what I mean, those are the games where y- in the past the Delaware State to the world would get us, right? Inca- right. Incarnate Word, uh, the fine paperclip. Uh, <laughs> so, I you know it, that's. It's good to see that. It felt good to win by 35 points. Oh, yeah. I can tell you, I mean, I, I, being at the game, it was, everybody was, it was loud. It was, uh, even though it was still a crowd, it was still a little light inside the arena. I will note that. But it was loud enough. Goes, so by, goes by tickets sold. I know, I'm just saying, sold. I'm just saying. But it was still loud in there, and it was, you know, it was high energy. It's always great being on a kind of sex, especially when you get so many guys in and out of the game. Everybody's seeing a lot of people that they don't usually see on the floor, so it was really exciting. Yeah, I mean, going to those games, we need to get the student section a little more filled. Oh, yeah. And we have the guarding coming up against Forum. I mean, we should easily win, but we need the student section filled a lot more. Yeah, we, we do a better job in, in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, people want to go the, to the, the Garden The issue with Carnage Tech, I mean, listen, it's Sacred Heart with all due respect. On a Wednesday night, that's a tough that's a tough sell for students. I mean, it shouldn't be, right? It's on campus. But at the same time, you know... Being realistic, we we won by thirty five points. Right, uh, you know most wasn't a, it was a great game for us. But it wasn't average, like a great game yeah, to watch. Your average fan is not really pumped for a thirty five point matchup. Uh, so I get it a little bit. I mean, not having the stress of freaking out and just being up a team that we should be up. Oh no, it, I love is it. Such a fantastic it, feeling. It is. It yeah. is. It, it it makes me feel way more confident about the every about about the base level of the team, right? Yeah, I think that's the really really has the impact is that you know, listen, it, it, we may not we're not going to win every game, right? And certainly, this obviously we haven't so far, uh, but the games we really should win, we're going to win. Yeah, at least that's the feeling you get. Now, obviously, it's college basketball; you could always lose. Anybody can kind of beat anybody now. Oh yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, I digress. That's that's how I felt about Boston College. <laughs> I, I I had that same exact feeling when we were going to the Boston. Well, College. Well, good segue, Nick. Because uh, <laughs> uh, moving on to the Boston College game, which we I have to say I similarly looked into it as maybe a step over game. Right? Uh, this is a team who's not projected to finish high in the ACC. This is a team who has not. You know, it has not really been a predominant basketball school in a while, uh, and they're not supposed to be this year. But they got the best of us, eighty-six to eighty. They came away with the victory. Uh, I, I think we'll, we'll get into the full takeaways in a minute. But the key here, I think, can be laid, laid out by the one statement uh, from Rick Pitino in the post-game press conference, where he said, "When Joel Joel is not on the court." We're like a ship without a captain, right? Yeah. And I think this team is the epitome of that. When Joel Soriano's not out there, it looks like we're playing hero ball. We don't know what to do. We kind of just have guys who just are going to do whatever the heck they feel like doing, yep. throwing up bad shots, not knowing exactly the play, not knowing exactly 
the best where they're supposed to be and it it's 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 that's a mistake we have to quickly correct yeah because we've got xavier who who's having a rough year but we've got xavier coming in next week and then we got uconn right after it so i know this team meshing we've talked about it's going to take some time and we're two months in now yeah it's time (laughs) you are not meshing now we're about to be in the Big E season, right? We only have two more non-conference games. If we're not meshing now, when are we going to start meshing, right? Well, it's, it, it's not going to happen it, in the middle of the season. It also can't be Joel Soriano has to play every minute. Right. Right, because that's, not, that's not possible. That's not going to work. So it, it needs we need to get to a point where Joel Soriano can come off the court, and we know we're not going to all of a sudden have an 11-minute run without points. Yeah. I, and that's what happened in this game. Not 11 minutes, six minutes scoring, right? We're up by 14, up by 10. Six minutes without scoring. That's how we gave up this lead. Get you some of the numbers. St. John's, 40% from the field. Pretty good numbers. Boston College, though, they did absolutely shoot out of their minds. 56% from the field. 21% from three for St. John's. That's what we talked about there, living and dying with the three. 21% is too low for us. We were four of 19, uh, which hurts us. We, we can't when we go four of nineteen from three, we're in danger of losing. Living and dying, baby. as we did. We, we died. That is, we died because we shot twenty one percent. We we did everything we could in this game. I mean, we scored eighty points. Yeah, we played absolutely no defense. Our yeah. biggest problem, and like like Rick Pitino at the end of the the press conference after the game, he he reiterated that we have a lot of guys on this team that have never played defense before because they never had to. They were had to be the guy who right. played all the offense, and they had to be the scorer. They had to be the facilitator, and they would figure out somebody else on defense. Now they have to be the. They're not that guy, right? Joel Soriano's mm-hmm. that guy, right? So now they have to be his role role players around him. Yeah, they have to make him better. They haven't they figured have to, out that. Yeah, we haven't figured out how to be role players yet. And I get it, right? It's a hard transition. If I'm the guy because my I'm the best player on my team, I have to continue to score to win. Yeah. That mindset's hard to break. It is absolutely, uh, but it's got it's got. But, it. but more than any of that, that doesn't mean you get to take off defense. And our defense was atrocious. Absolutely. I mean, we, we gave us 86 points. To a Boston College team, that's not no, particularly that, that they good. They shot 56% from the field, 38% from three. I mean, that's we gave up five three-pointers to this team, who is not supposed to be that good. No, yeah. That's, and it's, and it's they were like wide bad, open threes. Bad, and we were getting lost. We were losing guys left and right. We had... It, we were just we were we were bad we were bad and they got tons of the offensive rebounds was, too. was terrible we got out rebounded in this game 39 to 37 i know it's close but still that we can't be getting out rebounded by boston college we even we shot better from the free throw line really good 87% that's where you want to be 14 to 16 yeah i mean we we do we do what we had to do on the free throw line listen at the same time, um, we had about the same fouls, 22 to, uh, I think, 18 it was. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But they had 28 free throws compared to our 16, which is interesting, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how that happened. It's tough, but they didn't do too well. <laughs> they didn't free do throw. too well, They shot 67%. But so. you know what? It didn't matter anyway because we still lost. Because That's true. Um, we I do got to give a little credit to their guy, Quentin Post. He was doing – he, he did Quentin pretty- Post is a seven-foot guy. We mentioned him last week about him being the problem. Well, he was the problem. Right, fourteen points, eleven rebounds, nine assists. He almost had a triple double. <laughs> I mean, that's nuts. He was pretty good. He's really good. He's a good player. He's going to be an NBA player. Uh, Maybe. No, yeah, he's getting looks. Is he? According to you know the ESPN <laughs> or Fox Sports One, I Fair guess enough. was doing the game. But anyway, uh, we'll see how that pans out. But he's he's got talent, and we knew he was going to be a problem, and he was right. Yeah. But fourteen points isn't terrible. Uh, no. The problem is we also gave up fourteen points. 
to two other guys, uh, and we gave up 13 points to another guy. Yeah. So it, it, that's we, the show is the lack of defense. Just nothing. Well, we, Soriano we shut down post in uh, the second half. There, yeah. yeah, but then but, that's but, when he, and then and then he just started passing it out, and then yeah. he got like how many assists in the second half? Yeah. Well, they, the they problem was five we, guys scored double digits. At, almost uh, once we hit that ten point lead in the second half, we started giving up these lob passes that they just had breakaways each and every time. Uh, when we had the press going, yeah, it was just sloppy. It was something that I can only imagine Patino literally looking at it and wanting to smash the TV screen after watching it. Oh yeah, he looked mad. <laughs> he it's w- funny because like we didn't even yeah. play that bad in the first half. Like again, we played no defense in the first half. We were only down by two points going into halftime, so we weren't in the worst spot. And we were, you know, we weren't playing defense, but we were scoring. And then second half, we came out and just boom, punch him in the mouth real quick. Went up. The first half of the second half was great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We were well, like, it, well, it, it was it, really good. And then we right. and then we forgot how to play. We, well, we let them go on eight all run. It, it, and then we came back and got that ten all well, run. Well, right, but like, it, it, at that first half of the second half, it looked like okay, you know, the first half was a little shaky. St. John's coming into control. This yeah. is the way the rest of the game's going to go. Exactly. But then, like you said, we gave that up. Then we got it back, and then we gave it up again. And then we just went. What we didn't score for like five, six minutes. Six or minutes. Like? Six minutes. That's. I mean, anytime you score, you don't score in six minutes. That's that's. You're not going to win. <laughs> it's going to be hard to win. Also, we didn't utilize a lot of our bench. The only well, guys we had off the bench was Aline, and then we had Edgefor in for a little bit, but he had what five minutes and then four fouls. So, that, so uh, we t- I talked about a little bit in the Sacred Heart where we had we had six guys score off the bench, right? Obviously, that's against Sacred Heart. That's really good. You want that. In this game, the exact opposite. We had two guys off the bench score. We talked about this earlier in the season when we played West Virginia. Now, we came away with a win in that one, but same problem. We had two guys score, Edgefor and Aline. I, I know teams are typically not that deep in college basketball. Seven is typically enough, and that's fine. However, for us, it seems to be a problem when yeah. we don't have when we only have one or two guys scoring off the bench. Dayton, that Dayton loss, we had two guys scoring yeah. off the bench. This Boston College, two guys scoring off the bench. The West Virginia game was a close game, two guys scoring off the bench. I get that you're not going to be that deep, right? We're not always going to get a guy, a third guy to come in. And I understand that. And I'm not asking for that. Right. But we need something from the guys on the bench. It doesn't have to be a lot of points, but if they can get some good minutes in. Yeah, you need to have come in, have energy. And the thing is, especially when we're running our entire offense through Joel Serrano, who is a center, who is a target for guards to just run down the center. And they're going to try to foul him. They're going to go after him. We need to have the guys coming off the bench. I say it a million. I like Edgefor. I love Edgefor. We, we need a big forward. We need, he's our guy. We're going with him. We're going with, you know, Glenn Taylor's also going to shift in there with the five because he's big. Uh, we, we need guys like that to really step up in that case. And that's where the bench comes in, right? And they need to be solid. And if they can't come in and somebody else, to your point, step up and captain the ship, maybe it's not right. the guy who comes off the bench. Maybe it's somebody else who steps up. If they can't shift into a role, though, like that, that's when we have issues because then Joel Sorzano is off the court. And we can't score. We yeah. can't play defense. We have no so, idea what's going so on. It's, again, it's it's not that we need the guy off. Yeah, we don't need the guy off the pen, bench to be a leader. No, but we just need him to get good minutes. He needs to, fill he needs in, to be a spark plug off the bench. I'm not even a spark plug. I, I just need a guy who's going to come in yeah. and prevent the six minute drought. Prevent the Joel Soriano's off the court. So all of a sudden it's a free for all. So you know what's funny? I would say this defensively and heart wise, I would say it's Drissa, but he needs to work on his offense. There's a, a reason Rick Pitino kept him. Yeah. But we need defensive yeah. guys right now. Our defense, like we talked about, terrible. Yeah. I mean, we... But we also need Simeon playing with Drissa because Simeon always finds Drissa. Hmm. 
I would probably, I mean, I don't have it off in front of me at this point, but I would probably say that most of uh, Drissa's points this year have come off of Simeon passes. Okay. Now, I, haven't, I haven't paid attention enough to know it, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, I mean, I, I really think that Simeon should have got more playing time. You had our two point guards combining one for ten from the three-point line. We needed better scoring, and we needed someone besides Joel to step up in that game. Yeah. Why not give Simeon more time, let him create, let him pass around, and we could possibly do something at that point. Yeah. Now, he came in for a minute, and he was he looked a little shaky because he was – not playing defense at all. He yeah. made the turnover, and then he went down on the other end, and then didn't play defense at yeah. all. Yeah, and then it was like, all right, we'll get off the court. Yeah, it, it, he's a, you know what he was. Tough. He's a freshman. He's but, a freshman. You can still he's, tell yeah. he's a freshman. It, he needs to get more time. It's to okay to pull him. Like to your point, he does need a little more time. Yeah, but give, get, give him a few more minutes, though. You're 100 yeah, right get, about get that. Get him back in, and compared to the last game where he definitely had a lot more playing time. I mean, it was Sacred Heart, mm-hmm. but we had 25 assists for Sacred Heart, but 16, and a lot of that was. We would drive down, and the person dribbling would shoot the three. You'd get to the three-point line and be like, they're off me a little bit. I'll shoot. Yeah. When you hit and you've been hitting, that's a great thing. Yeah. Live and die, baby. But when you are not hot and you pull that again, like, oh, I got to shoot out of it. You need to get someone who can score at this point because – yeah. Hey, we might like we had we had more offensive rebounds than def- defensive rebounds in this game, but we are better at the long rebound this year. A lot better. The long rebound we do get more often. We missed a lot of them. We missed a lot of them at Boston College. A yeah. lot of long rebounds. But we used to miss a lot. We, yeah, we missed a lot. Well, we, um, we, we used to miss even more though. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> we used we're, to get none. They, they would get three or four so we possessions were ter- out. We were terrible, and then we're you know bad well, now. Yeah. We were horrible, and now we're like, eh, this is pretty crappy. <laughs> okay. I guess that's an upgrade. It's an upgrade. Well, it, any upgrade is an upgrade. Yeah. Uh, that's, not the, that's not the new St. John's mentality. Well, okay. But, again. The ceiling that, is the, the roof. The ceiling is. <laughs> we have to get better on defense, though, right? And I know we keep 100%. saying that, and we seem to be beating a dead drum. But here, just to give you some numbers. 80 points. St. John's is 127th in the country in defensive efficiency. That's pathetic. I mean, you're, anytime you're ranked in the hundreds in college basketball, against top 100 teams, St. John's, we've played five of them this year. First of all, we have a two and three record, which doesn't bode well. Secondarily, we're giving up 79 points a game. Just to compare that with our average, in an average game, we're giving up 63 points a game. So we're giving up almost 16 more points against teams in the top 100. Yeah. What that says is that our defense is not equipped to play against good teams, which is terrifying heading into not this weekend, but next week, right? When right. you're going to face Xavier and you're going to face UConn. What is there, only two teams, I think, in the Big East that aren't in the top 100? DePaul and Georgetown. Yeah, yeah. Those are, yeah, I would assume. I don't know about Georgetown's numbers, but no, certainly DePaul. Georgetown is low. I know they're low. I just don't know. I know but DePaul is... <laughs> Poor DePaul. DePaul had like a season or two where they're flashing a pan. We can do it. Well, and they have, back, they have NBA this. players. Yeah, that doesn't help them. But they just, you know, they sucked. Well, you can have NBA players, but if they if you don't win games, it doesn't matter. So anyway, just to give those, it's not just us saying the defense is bad. It is actually bad, and it needs to be fixed in a hurry. All right, let's go to our spotlight player of the week, Tim. 
starting with you. Let's get some positive energy going because Craig's not here to give us some random answer. So you got to lead the way, Tim. Okay. Well, it's going to be pretty easy because I can tell you Craig probably has the same vote as Joel Soriano. Well, he's not here. His vote doesn't count. But you go. Vote Joel Soriano. That's one vote for Joel Soriano. He, he sent a messenger pigeon. I got it right here. It doesn't count. Caca. We take no proxy votes here. Uh, Joel Soriano, fair. I mean, uh, you know, it's always easy. It's, it's it's a cop-out vote a little bit, Tim. But, you know, 18 points against Sacred Heart, 21 points against yeah. Boston College. Yeah. He's the leader. It's what he does. I'm just waiting for him to get ripped off of uh, for the first team all uh, Big East. You know, that's, I mean, happened last year. Natural. Nick, who do we got? Who are you voting for? So I'm actually going to go with Jenkins this week. Oh, between Sacred Heart and Boston College, he had 12 assists and he had eight steals and he only had three turnovers. At the beginning of the season, he was turning over the ball a lot more. Uh, I, I questioned, you know, how, you know, he was making a lot of silly mistakes, but we, I was wondering whether it was because he wasn't gelled with the team yet. The team hasn't gelled yet. It looks like the team is gelling more. So, it, you know, he's my spotlight player of the week because if he continues playing like this, we're going to be in, I would say, in good hands. I, too, am going to vote for Jenkins. So, Tim, take that. Joel Soriano did not get it this week. No, I, I know Joel Soriano is going to come on here one day and be like, why do you hate me? But I don't. <laughs> no, I don't hate him. Uh, I just I think it's too easy. Uh, Jenkins, 13 points uh, against Sacred Heart. I know it's Sacred Heart, but still 10 points against Boston College. Two double-digit games back-to-back for him in a short period of time. It's nice to see him. Like you said, Nick, I think he's starting to mesh better with the team. I think he's finally feeling more comfortable and I think he could be an asset to our team. And I think as long as he continues to build on what he, you know, he's had in this week and has had at the beginning of the season, I think, uh, you know, we could be in for some good things. So he's got to work on uh, not fouling as much. Maybe that's the one thing he's got to work on. But other than he that, he did fell out. He fouled out. But you know, listen, there's times where it's good to foul out. Joel Soriano should have fouled out. By yeah. the way, in the Boston College game, that is true. Uh, you can't just stand there looking around. I know you got four fouls, but the game is going to end if you don't, and he didn't, and the game ended. Yeah, that was a bad, 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 bad time for us. What happened there is the real question. It seemed like Patino probably didn't call for a foul. Uh, they said it on the broadcast They that said he, he didn't. didn't, but with all due respect, you you got to be fouling there. You can't. You got to try to extend the game, and I know you have four fouls, but you have to you have to do it. You have to just commit the foul yeah. and get out of the game. I mean, listen, you're probably going to lose anyway. Might as well commit the foul at least, extend the game, see what happens. Uh, we looked foolish. Yeah, we did. You know, it, it, it looked like we had no idea what we were doing. No idea what we were doing. It looked like no game awareness, uh, and it it was an unfortunate way to end. But anyway, uh, Danish Jenkins, congratulations, spotlight player of the week for him. Alrighty, looking ahead to this week, uh, only one game. I got to be honest, I love the two game weeks. Oh yeah, That's of course. Better. I mean, once More we get the Big East play, it'll be amazing. two games week. But a little light. You know, it feels a little light when it's only one game. Yeah, I, I like when my daughter looks at the TV and goes, "Basketball again." I'm like, <laughs> "Yep, exactly." That's it, exactly. Well, Always. this week we've got Fordham, Tim's favorite, five and five on the season. Saturday, three p.m. This is on Fox Sports One. It's the Holiday Festival at Madison Square Garden. A classic. Uh, yeah, I, I would New say a tournament. It's not really a, a tournament, but yeah, a New York City staple, the holiday festival uh, at the Garden. They've been having for years. Uh, you know, it's a nice, it's a nice uh, festival. Penn State, Georgia Tech game at noon. Uh, then you got St. John's Fordham three thirty, and actually the women's play afterwards. It's St. John's and Villanova at six p.m. Uh, so it, it, it's always a nice little day. 
I think, in my opinion. It's just my Co- opinion. College basketball in Madison Square Garden is never a bad day. That's true. I mean, you get a whole day of it, you know. And you get to see Penn State and you said Georgia, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Not, not a bad game. Not a bad game. You get to see some random teams, some teams you could. You'll uh, get to see the Ram, which is Tim, you know, Tim's best friend. Oh, yeah. Um, of course. Make sure you stick around for the women's game. Though. I always feel kind of bad. People start to leave during the women's game. If you go, make sure you stick around because uh, we root hard for those ladies as well. Absolutely. All righty. Looking ahead at Fordham. Their last game, common opponent here, North Texas. They won 60-59. to uh, We're the next game for them, though. It's funny. We both get a week off here, uh, which is kind of funny. They played on Saturday. We played on Saturday. And now... I wonder why that is. I, it just happens sometimes. Is it like finals? finals it is finals yeah, time. Finals. So my, my guess is that probably plays into it. Yeah. Um, usually around now, that's when teams get a break. And then uh, they, they do get some break around Christmas, although it's going to be a little short this year with Christmas on a Monday. You usually get like a three-day break. Yeah, it's going to be rough this year because we're you know we're playing pretty fairly back to back. Anyway, um, they're picked seventh in the A ten. However, they did get one vote to be. Can you vote first. for yourself? I it, you know I think I you feel, can't. I feel like you can't. That would be silly. actually you may be able to. I have no idea how the preseason poll coaching works, but uh, well, I guess not because then there couldn't be a unanimous. I would laugh yeah. hysterically. Well, I mean, sure you could. Listen, just because oh you're right, it couldn't be unanimous unless. You voted for yourself. So maybe the Fordham guy voted for himself. Hey, listen. I, you know. <laughs> He's like, I got the best. He's trying to motivate his players. <laughs> He's trying to motivate players. Look, we got one vote for first. Uh, <laughs> coach, who did you vote for? That's not important right now. Uh, <laughs> but you can see how close we are. <laughs> yeah. Look, we're, we're eighth. <laughs> listen, we're right there. All right, guys? We're right there. Actually, uh, probably doing that. They were probably ranked to go lower, picked to go lower, and then that, that one vote boosted them. You, you could boost yourself that way. I mean, it is a little sketchy, but. If you feel like it. Hey, I mean, hey, listen. Hey, you're making a statement, right? Hey, man, whatever, whatever you guys. What do, if what you if Fordham? Do. What if Fordham comes in the A10 and just runs it? That would be pretty awesome, actually. They could. I mean, I do want to see. I w- the I season would have to out. change drastically from where it's been right now uh, for the Fordham Rams. But I, you know, listen, it's not it's not unheard of. The A10's a good conference, though, so I, it seems unlikely. I'm just you just know. saying. I mean, I, I guess you never know. But considering right now, Fordham's best win is. Uh, at Manhattan, maybe Norfolk State. It would be, actually uh, no North Texas though. I missed them. North Texas. They're certainly their best win is North Texas because their other wins are win. against Norfolk State, Wagner. Uh, who else did I say? Manhattan and Fairleigh Dickinson. Uh, by far, uh, North Texas is their best win. Uh, again, Richmond's a very good team in the A10. I don't, I don't really see Fordham and coming in and running it, but. Hey, listen, and uh, right, Dayton, who we lost to. Um, anyway, this is a game, I know I've said this before, I know we said this against Boston College, but this is a game we should win on paper. Now, of course. As you can see against Boston College, you never know. But as we talk about, this is the error where I think those layup games are just that. They're layup games. So we'll see what happens. We've actually only ever lost them 22 times, 67 and 22 our all-time record against the Fordham Rams. All right, their best player is Jafet Medor. Uh, averages 11 points a game, three assists per game as well. Uh, but they've also got two other guys who average double digits. Joshua Rivera, 10 points, almost 11 points a game, four rebounds. Shoots 47% from the field. He's a 3-4 kind of guy. So he'll be, you know, causing some problems for our defense, which hasn't been great. But the big guy uh, that Joel Soriano will have his hands full with is Abdul Simbila. He averages 10 points a game, eight and a half rebounds, he, uh, and shoots 65% from the field. He also averages 2.7 blocks a game, so he's going to be somebody to watch out. I'm sure, I mean, I don't know who 
you said they haven't really played a lot of tough competition. So, no. I mean, I don't know how many no. tall people he's gone against. So maybe he's just been, I mean, he's only 6'9", so he's not the tallest guy in the I world. I mean, he's going to have his hands full with Joel Soriano. Well, definitely. Uh, so he, but, he's but certainly going to be I fighting question, the uphill battle. I question about our guards who try to go after him. That is fair. It, 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 listen, it, it's, you know, blocks is always a concern for us. We tend to drive a lot. And, uh, but at the end of the day, this is a team whose current neck ranking is 207. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, as much as they're Fordham and it's in the garden and there'll be Fordham fans there cause it's New York and, yeah. uh, you know, this is a game where, you know, as long as Tim doesn't fight the Fordham Ram and get kicked out, uh, <laughs> you know, I think we'll happily head home at the end of the game. No promises. <laughs> it's, you know, you never know what can happen there. Uh, but I think we'll end up with a victory. Uh, yeah, we should win. Yeah. We should win this game. And I know we've Plain said that before, and we keep repeating ourselves. But but what else are we gonna say? That's you know what in these early games like this, sometimes just winning them when you're supposed to is good. That's all you gotta do. You, you get it. Well, win is a win is a win. One and out. That's all you it, can go in a game. Boost yourself, and this is pretty much it, right? We've got Hofstra coming up at the end of the month. That's the other game. That's a layup. Xavier is next. Is not a terrible team. Well, but, but in terms of uh, it should be for us, right? That's a team. That's the game you walk into automatically. You should win that game. Right. But Xavier is next week, right? Xavier is next week. UConn is also next week. Those are real games. Not that the other games don't count, but these are games that are going to be real challenges. Yeah, I mean, so we're starting is, our Big East season. This is it. We've now got to figure out the team we're heading into the Big East play with has to come out in this Fordham game. So if we don't win this game, we're we're walking in shambles to the Xavier game. Right, we're looking like a team that's not ready to play in the Big East. Correct. And we're starting to play the Big East. And listen, we, may, we obviously get a little bit of a bounce back, right? Because we have the UConn game and we get a week off and then we play Hofstra. But after that, full-on Big East play uh, three days later. So we got to be ready now. We got to figure it out now. This is a game Ho- where hopefully the BC was the last hiccup we. That's had. what I'm hoping. I'm hoping the BC game was we got out of our way. We come out. We play against Fordham like we should play against Fordham, uh, and that's it. That's the end of this week. Uh, happy end of the week on the Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Go that's right into a good football Sunday where we win our money back. <laughs> we can yeah. o- we can only hope. And Tim tries to avoid. And Tim the tries to avoid doing a, yeah comedy stand up routine. Yep. Well, Tim, I wish you the best. Although you uh, you already did the comedy stand up once, so I won't wish it on you again. That would be rude. I would actually kind of like to see the other your other opponent, Dapo, um, be, do a five minute stand up. Yeah, think I think be that hysterical. would be funny. That would be legitimately funny. be funny. That would be interesting. I'm sure Tim's rooting for it. I know Tim's certainly not rooting oh, to go yeah. up there again. Full on pom poms. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode. For Tim and Nick, I'm Vincent. Go Johnnies. Keep chasing.